1: Hello everybody and welcome to 40 going on 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh and I was going
2: to do some sort of Donkey Kong pun here, but I didn't come up with it so I found myself over a barrel.
3: (laughs) I don't get it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Pat, your princess is in another castle. (laughs) Uh, oh,
2: yeah. So, I, yeah. So, yeah. That, that was half true because I actually forgot to think about what I was going to say at the end of the intro until the music started playing. Oh,
3: oh, we almost got you on one.
2: That's good. Yeah, I was like, oh, boy, I knew I forgot something.
1: Well, wow. <laughs> that, that was a good one for pulling it out of your keister so quick. I like that word.
2: Easy as shooting fish in a barrel. So, yeah, we're talking about uh, arcades for episode 107.
1: Yeah, video arcades. <laughs> we <talking> about barrels. Yeah. <laughs> I got a barrel. Smells like fish. <laughs> and monkeys. So, yeah, no, video games. Video game arcades then and now from the golden age of video arcades, as it has been commented on uh, by someone who is not any of us. Uh-huh. And, um, <laughs> but, uh, say, Josh, let's say it's Saturday and I'm heading out to a video arcade. Where can I find a good podcast to listen to on the way over there?
2: Well, you got two options. You can always go to the Musings of a Geek podcast network. And you'll find such fine shows as The War Pod, Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks, The History of Bad Ideas, The Pittsburgh Nerd Pod, Salty Language, Who the What Now, and of course, Us. Or, if it happens to be noon, you could always tune your dial on the internet over to Geek Life Radio,
1: and you'll be hearing Us every Saturday at noon. Note to self, need to buy an internet dial. You this don't have, have one? You guys called Us? Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like an entertainment-themed podcast.
1: Oh, Very that's nice. weekly. Yeah.
2: Speaking of uh, musings of a geek, uh, uh, we are undefeated in fantasy football this far.
3: What?
2: Yeah. Yeah, good what, picks, what? man. It's yeah. all skill. And uh, we're going up against Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks this we're gonna week. Gonna
3: crush them. We're gonna
2: destroy
1: them.
3: They're going down like a something that goes down. Go Gilly ahead, Brown. What?
1: I want to hear you going with this, Billy Brown.
3: Downtown, like Gilly Chinatown, Brown.
1: I don't want to hear any more.
2: <laughs> wow. uh, if you'd like to hear more though, you can always find our archives on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher
1: and Talk Shoe. and at uh 40go14.com. And if you'd like to uh get us on uh the old ringy dingy phone thingy, <laughs> <laughs> you can call us at 700 to Lily
3: Tomlin there for a second <laughs> like
1: that. 708 now wrap. That's 708-669-9727. Speaking of which, Josh, do we have any voicemails? We do not.
3: Oh.
1: Oh well, you know what that means then. It's is that it time. about that time? It is already? about that time. This week in music. Movies. And TV.
0: <laughs> It's been a, kind of a rough week of
3: vomiting. So,
1: so. Yeah, I had,
3: <laughs> that was it sounded like you had a mouthful of sandwich. <laughs>
1: so the uh yeah, I hit the wrong button there. I was gonna do the new one, but I have two buttons on the soundboard, both marked mark TWI, and they're right next to each other.
2: Oh, that's cool. I mean we did the new
1: one like three weeks in a row. Yeah. So Good point. well, in nineteen seventy eight, this week I wrote them because Patrick was uh, busy and on his way over for the show, and uh nineteen seventy eight, the year Space Invaders was released.
2: Now, since Pat missed it, uh, as punishment, he's going to read the TWI.
3: Yep, that is true. All right. Music, the number one song in Sweden. Why Sweden? Anyway, on September 1978 was Skateboard by Magnum Bonham. Isn't he related to the lead singer of U2? Anyone? You're
0: thinking of Jason Bonham from...
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, on Amazon, you can buy Swedish punk classics 1978 to 81 for 159 US dollars, which includes such classics as Vadska dubly by Ebbegron. <laughs> uh, you're <laughs> such an asshole. <laughs> scanning um, down the list here, and apparently we have a theme. <laughs>
1: What's that second song on the old note?
3: Uh, Stalman and Kvinin by Pink Champagne, and you can't forget, Today Can't Be Worser Than Tomorrow by The Warheads. Oh, that one's on my iPod.
1: I'm not surprised.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Movies. This month, 1978 in Sweden, the movie SSG. Oh, is that the acronym of the week? That is or the acronym is of that, the of week. Same?
2: That's, of course, the classic film, Swedish Sausage Gorillas. Uh, uh, unusual time in Sweden's history where people were just making monkeys out of piles of Italian sausage. Okay, um,
1: <laughs> I saw. I was not expecting it to come out that way.
2: Oh. That might actually be what the title is. <laughs> yeah, I was okay. going to say that's the subtitle. I was not expecting it to come out
1: that way. <laughs> 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 no, the uh, movie is actually Swedish sorority girls.
3: Oh Yes. Ah. Oh,
1: that's a classic. Yes, it oh, comes no. out
3: to some sort of acclaim by someone.
1: Yes, you can find it on X Hamster right now. <laughs>
3: Look at that now. Um I tried to find more Swedish movies in nineteen seventy eight, but they all apparent but all they apparently made was porn called stuff like Isom style, which means lemon popsicle. Don't <laughs> search for that. It's Isom
1: style. That is also <laughs> on X Hamster. <laughs> the
3: pre <laughs> the precursor to Gangnam style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, TV, the classic Swedish television show, Skyl mig, is released this year.
0: <laughs> uh, Mike could have said it better than that.
1: Yes. Also.
3: The classic Swedish television show, Skyl mig ends this year.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I put reference uh, links on there just in case you're curious about that. <laughs> I'm not, so I'm not going to click on that at all. Oh. Sports. In 1978, the Norwegian
3: women's national team, Grasshopping.
1: Can you guess the what Grasshoppers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, national nice. football team.
3: Played their first international match where they lost 1-2 to, to Sweden. <laughs> and Bjorn Borg, who is Swedish, for those of you that don't know, won the 1978 French tennis title. Borg defeated Guillermo Vilas 6-1, 6-1, 6-3 in the final. So what and that we was learn word this? this day in Sweden. <laughs>
2: I think what we've learned from this is that uh, Mike should not do the twee.
1: <laughs> I liked it. I saw my one <laughs> chance and took it. I have no regrets.
3: <laughs> this is how he gets out of doing the dishes at home, too. Yep.
1: I just started speaking Swedish.
2: It was worth it for when Pat got tripped up right around vodska du Yeah.
0: Okay, since you're not gonna go lick to the link, I gotta go to the link because the, the, the show that Pat was referencing that began and ended the same year, it translates into English to Don't Blame Me.
2: Oh yeah, it's a classic starring Magnus Harenstamm and Brasse Bronstom. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like uh Ronnie,
3: Where are my pants? <laughs> or owl my balls.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> what's the what's the name of that that one show that only ran half an episode with uh, Hitler in it? Oh, uh, the Hitlers. Uh, Heil, this. I'm
3: home. Hi, yeah, Heil, this, Heil, honey, I'm home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Heil, honey, I'm home. <laughs> Heil, honey, I'm home, yeah. Somebody got buried <laughs> for that. I'd love
0: to see that.
1: Brought to you by the people that brought to you my mother the car. Yes. <laughs> that's incredible. You imagine, no, that's there were there had to have been, uh, especially for that one, there had to have been, like, a room of people all going, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great idea. Let's Everyone do that. Hitler's funny. Himmler, what do you think? <laughs>
3: That's what Himmler thinks.
1: All right, on to the main show. With Stalin. Arcades. All right, so back in the old days, we used to have to walk out of the house to play our video games, which was our exercise. Those were, those were dark days. You had to go into the sun, so you can slightly go into a dark more room more, and uh, play video games. There were slightly more um,
0: athletic days, though, because you actually had to walk to go play, so could yeah. burn off the Doritos. So... uh
1: So, golden age of arcades. I looked up a little bit, and uh, apparently the golden age was from 1979 to 1983, which erupted with the release of Space Invaders and then ended in 1983 for some reason or another.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was probably about the time that the Atari console was starting to oversaturate the market uh, at home, and people were kind of thinking video games were over.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you? Were, I mean, that's right around the time of like uh, ET, the ET mm-hmm. fiasco, and when uh, Sears started making video games. So uh,
3: Sears, the the store,
1: the store. Yeah, yeah, they had a knockoff uh, Atari machine. What they did? I don't. You didn't know this, bad? bad? No, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure we
2: talked about it like way back in episode two or three. Yeah, I. I, I don't have to remember that. I
1: had the game called Spurts <laughs> Invaders. We recorded it, I so th- I wouldn't have to remember it.
3: I, I don't think I was there.
1: So video, video game arcades at the time were as common, as common as convenience stores, while arcade games like Pac-Man and Space Invaders would appear in most locations across the United States, including even one in a funeral home. Are <laughs> you serious? That's, there's, a, there's a link on there. Uh, in 1980, the U.S. arcade video games industry revenue generated from quarters tripled to $2.8 billion. By 1981, no. the arcade video game industry in the U.S. was generating an annual revenue over $5 billion or equivalent Oof. to $13 billion in 2015
0: in you know, quarters. I, I looked up that one in the funeral homes. I clicked the link, and they said they closed it later that year. It was just always dead.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I like that button, yeah. Josh. I think I want to keep that. I'll be here all week. Try the veal. That's
0: a lot of money in quarters, though. 13 billion in today dollars.
2: Yeah. Jeez. I mean, there there was talk when uh, the original Street Fighter came out of the guys that like right after launch just were buying like expensive sports cars. Oh yeah, all in t-
3: quarters. Yeah, um <laughs> the dealers uh, hated them. The Atari guys. $50,000 in rolled quarters, give me my Corvette. <laughs>
2: Um, uh, do you guys remember escape. the first arcade machine you ever saw?
1: Um, No. Yes. Wait. I think so.
2: Yeah, I I, mean, I, I remember mine. What was it yours? was in a restaurant off of, a, I want to say off of Lake Geneva called Porta call And the first stand-up arcade game I ever saw was Nintendo's Popeye. Oh, that's oh, a wow, tough that one. one. Yeah, I don't think I, I was even allowed to play it because my mother considered them a waste of money.
3: The first one I ever saw was in a laundromat that my mom used to take us to when she would, you know, we would I would hang out with her when she was doing laundry and I don't remember the name of it, but do you remember it was a um your vehicle pretty much stayed on it, it you were in a six-wheeled vehicle but you could only see three of the vehicle the wheels and you were like on the moon and you had to like uh you were bouncing around uh, and trying to shoot uh, things. That's uh Moon Patrol Moon or Moonbuggy? Yes. Moon Patrol. Moon Patrol. Moon Patrol. Yeah. yeah, that was the first game I ever played. It's a good game.
1: I'm thinking this is a very turning time because there were there were two games. I remember playing Dig Dug. I remember playing. Oh yeah. Uh, um, Defender. And thankfully, I chose Dig Dug because I think if I had played Defender first, I would have never started playing video games.
0: <laughs> it's like high degree of difficulty on that game.
1: Yeah. The learning curve was pretty much a cliff on Defender. But Dig Dug, I, I, I like that. That was Dig Dug, think, I want to say that was my first one. So, Joel, what um, about you, man?
0: For me, I'd have to say uh, the first one I remember was the, at the Pizza Hut. They had a uh, sit-down Miss Pac-Man. Oh, and I remember going over there, grabbing a pitcher of whatever pop we were drinking, and a, and a cup and just sitting down and playing for as long as I could until the pizza game. I yeah. love that machine. Yeah. yeah, I never got to play on a
2: sit-down one. That was another early one for me where there was a hot dog stand uh, that wasn't too far from the house, and they had a Miss Pac-Man, and it was probably the only place I could walk to where there was a video game machine. So I, I definitely pumped a lot of quarters into Miss
0: Pac-Man. Well, and it's like we talked about on the Tron show, I think. Um, there, the uh, Speaking of places you could walk, we used to walk up to the, uh, uh, the pool, and they had a concession stand, and in the concession stand at the pool, they had Tron the stand-up tron game and i remember playing the the light cycle as much as i could anyway but that was that was probably the only other game i really remember playing a lot back then
1: early so are we going to say we're in grade school times yeah i'd say so i mean this is this is like earliest experiences yeah absolutely so did you guys have an actual arcade you went to or was it just pretty much like laundromats and that sort of thing (laughs)
2: I mean, for a long time, my allowance was spent either at the hot dog stand for Miss Pac-Man. Uh, there was a dime store where there was elevator action. Oh. The outlet mall had two games. It had Tron and it had Berserk. Ooh. Um, and I think that many of my Saturdays, I just pumped my whole allowance into the those four games,
1: depending on where I could convince
2: one of my parents
1: to take me to. Yeah. We had one near our house and it was a full on arcade. It was like, you know, neon lights, um you know machines all over the place, noisy as all hell. Like when you when you see in a movie somebody goes into an arcade nowadays and there's that cacophony of noise from games all over the place, it was beautiful. It was that noise. Oh yeah. And I was kind of, I liked playing games like, well, Galaga, and I liked the, like the, like the arcade
3: up. and the Tron movie.
1: Yeah, it pretty much was that. Yeah. Except, except without the uh, old confused couple wandering around. Um, <laughs> I remember Have you playing seen our children. Yeah. I like the driving games. So like when, um, burnout came out and the, like the, the piloting games. And then there was one game that I loved playing that was kind of weird because, uh, remember playing kicks mm-hmm. QIX.
2: They had one of those at Concordia, if I recall. Yeah, no, Very, no, no. it was the only uh, arcade game uh, in the student
1: center. No, that wasn't Kicks. That was Clacks. Oh, that was Clacks. You're right. Yeah, because Suzanne loves Clacks. That was her game. So she would rock it out in Clacks in college, and that on that machine, she loved playing that. And then when I sh- then I g- gave her my Game Gear with Clacks on it, and that was the end of it. <laughs> that was when she married you. Yeah, she's like, oh, I didn't realize I was a nerd. Um, but no, k- Kicks was that one where you you play a little there's a little triangular uh icon for you and you're drawing lines and trying to fill in as much space as you can while this like rainbow uh stream of lines bounces around on the inside.
0: Yeah, I just looked
2: it up and I totally remember this. I yeah. don't.
1: Oh, and there were other, there were like other little, they're called sparks that would follow, that would travel along the lines and try and chase you down. So while you were trying to avoid the kicks, which is this, uh, um, the thing bouncing around inside, you had to avoid getting hit by the sparks that were on the side also. Once you claimed a certain percentage of the screen by drawing these lines, then you'd go to the next level.
3: So it's similar to Tetris.
1: In that it's got rectangular things in it.
3: <laughs> yeah, you're like, and you're like building little walls. Yeah, but
1: that. you're more
2: like a drawing with your uh, piece is almost like a pen that draws a line. And once you've connected to another line or to the edge of the screen, you block off everything inside the line you've drawn as your territory.
3: Oh, okay. I guess I'm just
2: not
1: picking it up. Yeah, I but think based,
3: based on the pictures, it doesn't really – okay, whatever. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. So,
1: Pat, what well, about you?
3: Oh, sorry uh what was it my go-to game when i was a kid
1: well go-to game and go did what was your did you actually have an arcade arcade oh
3: yeah yeah we we had one in the mall that we used to go to a lot um and it was a one of those big old mall arcades so that was where i hung out most of the time if i wanted wanted to go to an arcade
1: okay so what was your go-to game
3: uh i really like um i think we talked about this before and i can't remember the name battle zone is that right the one, the one where you had the two sticks and the tight game and everything was green and just boxy. Eh.
1: What was that? Yeah, the vector graphics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh yeah when you had the two the twin sticks with the triggers. Yeah, and you Battle moved. Zone. Wasn't that Battle what was Zone. Talking? That was it. Oh, I loved that game. I liked yep, it, but them. the problem was in what the arcade where I went to. Every time you go in there, it always smelled like cigarette smoke in there because there was one dude that played there with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. You <laughs> put your face in there and just could, like a full blast of nicotine.
0: You were there, Josh. <laughs>
1: After a few years, there was this one glorious
2: summer where it didn't stay open very long, but there was one actually pretty close to the arcade I go now uh, in Brookfield on Ogden. Uh, They had an arcade for like a year and a half. And for every Saturday I could get down there, uh, had my dad
1: take me and my brother and we'd go. Nice. Yeah, we would Uh, do the uh, we'd walk over to the place.
0: When uh when I remember when I first started driving and Matt Matt and I used to hang out all the time we uh would hit up the arcade at the Blue Ridge Mall and they had our two go to games were either Gauntlet mm-hmm. or uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle the we had the the four different you could play all four four players at once
1: yeah
0: and we pumped so many quarters into that game because we wanted to beat it and uh, it was such a fun game. Same thing with Gauntlet, yeah. I mean, it, it carried over pretty well to the home systems, but in the arcade, I mean, oh, Warrior needs food badly. You know, you just oh Gauntlet just blew my mind. Yeah, no, I remember I the it. first
3: time we saw that. Or no, wow. I mean not Gauntlet. I'm thinking of the other game, but yeah, first time I saw Gauntlet. Yeah, sorry, I'll I'll shut up.
0: Oh no, you're fine. The other the other <laughs> place that I used to go to all the time because I wasn't close to an arcade and before I could drive. There was a stop and go that was across the street from my, uh, grade school. And I used to get dropped off at my friend Chris's house in the morning. So my mom had to go to work. And then he and I would walk up to stop and go and grab a drink and play video games for a little bit and then go to school. And, um, they rotated out, you know, every once in a while, they'd rotate, rotate out the game. So, um, uh, Red Alert, Elevator Action and uh, Castlevania were the three that I remember playing the crap out of when they were there, man.
1: Castlevania, uh, the upright.
0: Yeah. I,
2: almost every really popular NES game got yeah. an arcade board eventually.
0: And it, it was so good, I mean, in the, in the stand-up version. Um, but, oh, and Bad Dudes. I forgot about Bad Dudes.
3: Oh, bad. <laughs> oh God, I forgot about that game.
2: Bad Dudes did, was actually a fairly decent brawler in the arcades. It was just horrible on uh, the NES. Yeah, it did not carry over well. Did you guys ever
1: play Nark? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh! <gasps> Pat just yeah. remembered.
3: <laughs> no, that just made me think of the, ge- the another game that I used to love, Operation Wolf.
1: Ooh, oh. that was a good one. Yeah. What was it about narco that made it, it... It was like, did they have like actual... It's because the bosses were so friggin' ridiculous.
2: Well, and also anytime they, uh, introduced a new criminal type, uh, they'd zoom in on his profile and it would be like incredible graphics, not quite photorealistic. And they'd actually have digitized voices. It was one of the earliest.
1: Yeah. And the, the, there's like one guy that looks like he fell out of, uh, he was an extra in a Schwarzenegger army flick. There was an evil clown with a knife. There was a guy who looked like uh, um, Harv from um, Joel, help me here, with the I, yellow I, man, the mo- comic in the movie. I know the basic guy kind of looked like an extra from RoboCop, yeah. the drug dealer. But the, oh. Do you remember the main boss? Yeah, Mr. Big. Yeah, big head on a pedestal with a tongue and the, the fedora. Uh, fedora. Yeah. Hey,
0: what yeah. was it, though, that made the graphics special? Because it seems like the graphics were, like you said, it was almost like they took photo or like video of, the, these people in these costumes, but they were stagnant, and then they would, you know, make a move around the, the the game board with like a a photo backdrop or something. It looked so different from any other game at the time.
1: Yeah, it was it was
2: a technological advance at the time, uh, unlike anything else.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The one of the one of the bosses looked like um, Marv from Sin City.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So yeah, no i I remember that one. I'm trying to think some of the other ones because I was like, I always wanted to play in the you know the weird ass games <laughs> for some reason or another. Um, anybody else remember playing? Ever played Journey? Mm-mm.
2: I I know of it, but it wasn't one that I played. Oh. I played a lot of the ones that uh, Joel and uh Pat have talked about so far. But Do you, you well, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh
1: yeah, where you're running.
3: No, if I recall Journey like, I based off based, of, Yeah. You know the one the one based on the the
1: band. On the band. Yeah. Yeah, where you flew the little scarab around?
3: I uh, never, never played it, but I've seen it.
1: Yeah, Ooh. and it, the cool thing about that, not, okay, no, the thing is that nowadays there's actually a really good game called Journey Out. Uh-huh. Journey <laughs> Band. Do, yeah, you um Oh, not one. Um Yeah, you flew around in the scarab and you had, they had little digitized pictures of the guys. Sitting it's on totally yeah, okay. yeah, I don't think I actually ever played this one. Yeah, I played that one. Oh, I'm looking at the picture. Donkey Kong Jr. Oh, wow. oh yeah. That one. was solid. Yeah, see, it's... And that of course, that came out on... Uh, they, for some reason, put it out on Atari also. Uh,
2: one of the, of the weirder games that I remember playing a lot uh, was one of my favorites at Showbiz Pizza. was was uh, called Petey Packrat. Never heard of it. Me either. Um... It's pretty obscure even now. Uh, you can find it on uh, emulation, but uh, you were kind of, run- if I recall, you are running around a junkyard.
1: Okay. I kind of recall this one. I don't recall playing, but I remember, like, seeing the animations. Hmm. And if you type in P. Packrat, go to Images, you get a picture of Nancy Sinatra with no pants on. Oh, I'll be doing that later. Um, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> it's not that Nancy. It's the other one. Frank now oh, I'll be doing that later <laughs>
0: <laughs> um you know what's it's something that's plagued me my whole life and I've never figured this out when I went and this is this is totally related because when I was in Korea um there was an arcade that was uh, you know we'd lived we were living on the economy there so we were you know there's a military base where my friends were uh, mom was stationed, but then we'd wander around the city, and there was this little arcade that was just down the street from their house. That was in the middle of of Korea, so I mean, it's it's not army people; it's all Koreans. And so they had a, you know some American games, but then they had some Korean games. And Tetris was one that that was the first time I ever played Tetris um, on a stand up. But then they had this game, and and it was in Korean, so I've never figured out the name of it. I've done internet searches trying to find it because I want to tr- I want to figure out what it is. Okay. But the basic premise of the game was, and this was, was really fun, um, you were a duck and you had this backpack on and you shot foam at bouncing dog heads that had no bodies. And, um, y- y- there was other uh, things that you like fought, but it was kind of like, uh, like a cartoonish kind of game. It was a side scroller.
3: Oh, I remember that game. It was called Foamy Doghead Fighting Game.
0: but i've never found it anywhere else on the net i've I've, at one point i thought i had found a link to it but that little it was like a thumbnail image and it was really small and this was like years ago and i could never find the name of it it just had like this picture and burger time what's that
1: no it wasn't burger time you?
0: are you sure
3: this actually happened
0: it was a real game i played the crap out of it when i was there and it was like the coolest fun and he had like a fire helmet on I don't know. It was a very angry duck.
3: This sounds like a bad acid trip.
0: (laughs) Totally a real thing. So if anybody out there has ever heard of it, knows what it is, please let me know.
3: Yeah, because I'm curious. I want to see some
0: screenshots of this shit. And you know me and the internet. We get along pretty well.
3: Yeah, yeah. If you you can't find it, that's not not Whistling Dixie or whatever you want to (laughs) say. Exactly.
1: So anyway.
3: Hmm. i'm, I'm uh, not familiar with it i know that i don't know where to
0: take it from here yeah <laughs> i just had to wrap up that uh
3: you just broke the show <laughs>
0: great school high school
3: uh you made you yeah. made josh disappear that's for sure
0: uh i actually think i might have found it oh okay. uh, uh, he's, see he's the video game expert though kind of in my opinion yeah After exactly him and mike between the two of them i figured one of them might know
1: Mike probably owns the damn board game.
0: (laughs) Uh, Let me see here. I
1: got everything else down in this basement.
0: (laughs) Dynamite ducks, I think,
2: might be what it is. Because I found a Giant Bomb article talking about uh, staring a cartoon duck through crowds of something, killing every last one of them. But one of the things it talks about is specifically, uh, this gets a lot better once he's lost some health. You ever see a jaded duck open fire on a crowd of dog heads? It's sort of like that.
0: Uh, I just brought up a link and... Dynamite D-U-X. Oh, wait, I misspelled it all. This is great radio, folks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, here, I'll show you how I fold origami. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, That—that's That's it. Is that it? That's
0: that's it. Um, Here, I'll I'll post a picture in the chat so it's you can like a, see that I'm not totally crazy.
2: Yeah, it looks like it was produced by Sega. It may have even uh appeared on the
0: Sega Master System. Damn. Okay, Pat, look at this and then tell me if it's um, an acid trip.
3: Yeah, I'm looking at all the images right now, and it looks like it has a trip yeah. for sure.
0: <laughs> I, I don't see the foam cannon thing, but... There's a big balloon guy. No, that's, I think a, that's a duck.
1: It looks like a big purple dildo.
0: Maybe I'm just remembering it wrong, but... Yeah. No,
1: or
2: maybe his bombs looked like foam when they were shooting out of the gun and since there was a language
0: difference I was you just to time, So, you know, it's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but
1: graphics have come a long way. So, wow, look at that mystery solved. Dynamite Ducks. So, did you guys ever have overnighters at, arc- at arcades? Is that a thing? That was nah. a thing. We used to have uh, Oh, there yeah, was We had
3: lo- we had lock-ins a couple times, but they were never overnight. Yeah, I mean, we had, it was like an early... That's
1: a,
0: that's a definition of a
1: lock-in. Yeah, lock-in is you stay till the sun comes up, man.
3: Well, I mean...
1: Then you just had a lock.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you we, were just just a, we just had a party that we were locked into until midnight.
1: Yeah, we had um, lock-ins at this place called Funway out by me. Uh, it's still around. And um, it at the time, it was an arcade and roller rink. And we would have lock-ins we're like, oh, we're all going to go roller skating all night long. And it was like, bullshit. There is a four-player um, gauntlet machine upstairs, <laughs> and I'm going to spend all my money on that. <clears throat> I am not I going remember, to eat tonight.
3: I remember going up to the, you know, walking into arcades and going up to the guy with walking around mm-hmm. with a little apron full of coins and just handing him like $20. I'd be like, give me all the roll tokens you have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go try to destroy some game
0: right. I'm going to go
1: try to beat Dragon's Lair.
0: <laughs>
3: oh, Good luck, Dragon's Lair. <laughs> I spent so much money on
1: Dragon's Lair and never got past the first act. I don't think anybody, well, I'm sure somebody, but I, I, none of us have ever gotten.
2: Well, we eventually beat Dragon's Lair, but that was when it was
1: released for PC, and you didn't have to bump a quarter in every time you wanted to try again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and the fact that you realize that you're actually playing a remote control.
3: Pretty much, yeah. <clears throat> yeah.
1: So, those of you who don't know what Dragon's Lair is, go look it up. Yeah, I mean, was, you basically was, have a
2: Laserdisc player with a cartoon of this hapless knight trying to get to a princess.
1: Dirk the Daring.
2: And if you could, uh at key points hit the button in the right way to make him dodge out of whatever trap or hit the sword button to attack at the appropriate time, you would actually hit the control that would give you the track that shows him victorious. Otherwise, you'd hit the track that shows him die in a horrible way. Mm -hmm. It was all memorization and reflexes.
1: Yep, and occasionally you get that flash on one side of the screen that would tell you which way to push the controller. I always made it, I think I made it up until those the balls rolling back and forth. Oh, that thing was a pain in the ass. Yeah,
3: because you get to get past the first two, no problem.
1: A third I, one,
3: yeah. Last one was the tricky one.
1: So, what did the arcades look like by you guys? I mean, when you you said some of them were laundromats, some of them were hot dog places. For the true arcades, were they the you know the scary, dark and dingy ones, or are they neon lit, glowing ones?
2: I'm pretty sure you guys have all been to the arcade. I've probably been to more times than any other, but it was like a once or twice a year thing because it's pretty expensive to go there. I'm of course talking about Haunted Trails. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. you've got go karts, you've got the whole room that is all ticket based games, and there's a pizza place attached to it, and then the main arcade was just one long room. Yeah, pretty professionally done. Yeah, oh, and, uh, that was a nice place. Miniature golf as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, a lot of stuff going on there. That's that's very similar to what uh, Funway was, and well, it has become. I'll talk about that on the second on the second half of the show. But um, did you guys ever play the prize games? Like ski ball, I guess. Ski ball and the basketball thing. Yeah. I mean, because now. I love the
3: shit out of ski ball and basketball in the arcades.
2: As an adult, uh, I'll talk a little bit more about ski ball in the second half of the show, but as a kid, I didn't really go for the ticket games.
3: Not
1: so much. Yeah. I never went for the ticket games. I went for, like, the Tron Deadly Desks game or, you know. That was a great game. I loved that one. That was a good one. Uh, But yeah,
3: no, the basketball, because I was a basketball player pretty much all my youth, so I could kill that game. Do you guys speaking it which do you guys see the video of that Asian guy who got like a 1000 points in one game? No. Okay, I'm going
0: to have to post that. Well, yeah. I played skee ball back in the days when I needed an unbreakable comb, you know. That's <laughs> you know, a thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, what other what other <clears throat> games stick in your head when you go into the arcade? What are some of the other ones? I mean, you we know, we talked about the high learning curve ones like Defender, which I you know, I don't know why they decided to go with four buttons for the directions instead of a joystick except for just to piss people off.
2: Uh, I don't know if you guys recall Xenophobe.
1: Oh, yeah. I recall it, never played it until it came out on the Genesis. I mean, in the stand-up, it was awesome. It was split
2: screen, but instead of split from left to right, you had corridors, uh, so there were three sections of the screen, and you're kind of in this Star Trek meets aliens situation where you all kind of look like your Star Trek characters except the dude who has E.T.'s head. And, uh, you had like your directional controls, like a jump, a crouch, and then a grenade, and then a basic laser button. And you had to, like, some of the aliens, you'd have to be crouching to shoot at them. Some of them would jump up onto the ceiling. Uh, and there were all these eggs. And if you let the eggs hatch, they would morph into the larger, more difficult types.
1: Like a movie I know of.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it was cool. You could meet each other in, a, like, you go far enough, you could find somebody else's spot of the ship, and you could help them.
0: Oh, cool. So well, uh, I've told the story on here before, speaking of arcades, about when I uh, nearly got kidnapped and molested in, in Korea when I was on the base, and uh the playing at the arcade there, and I was playing uh, R-Type and Shinobi. Not at the same time, but... I was and like, the guy, damn! The guy came <laughs> up to me... And he was like, he was like, do you play football? I'm like, no. He's like, you've got the build for football. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. He's like, do you want to come back? And now uh, we can talk about football. I'm like, uh, no, I'm going to stay here and play a little more. Yeah,
3: we just talk about balls.
0: <laughs>
2: Man. I didn't know that was a thing. And back before I got obsessed with figuring out what dynamite ducks was, I almost made a joke that it was something you hallucinated while someone who was molesting you was slipping you something. I'm <laughs> <laughs> glad i didn't go that route Uh that now, in retrospect
1: i wish you would have <laughs> uh
0: but uh, life force and r typer were two ones that i really enjoyed quite a bit uh, it reminded me of like 1942 but with aliens
1: yeah R type what was oh um Zaxxon. oh oh yeah Zaxxon Out. was the first um uh what's that what direction it was looking in josh where it was. Yeah, it was like a three quarter perspective, uh, video game. That was the first one to use that perspective word instead I loved know. that game. I forgot yeah. all about that game. And you're trying to negotiate those little corridors and the little, uh, bridges. Yeah, the
3: walls would pop up. You'd to like get in between like the little areas. Like the oh.
2: fences. yeah. I'd forgotten about this one. Yeah. 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 A little bit. See, that I,
1: one translated
0: pretty well to the home system.
3: What was the what was the one that, that you were flying the the plane and it was constant in constant motion? You had to just go like around in circles and shooting things that were flying at you.
1: Nineteen forty two. No, you're thinking oh. um, time something. Time, uh, ti- you're thinking time. time? You're thinking I time see? pilot, but you're wrong. Oh, it is shit. Time? No, it wasn't. Time pilot was cool because you got to choose what time you would go to, so you would have like a fighter jet and be fighting uh, like uh, stop with camels. Um. There was also oh, time pilot. I'm looking at the the screenshots. That's it. You sure that's Cause,
3: it? Because I, I mean, you would you would have to be shooting. Diff- it was different planes throughout all of history that you had to keep fighting against, and the blimp would float across, and you'd have to shoot it for extra points and stuff.
1: Gyrus, are you sure that's not what you're thinking of? Because I know Gyrus. Um, <clears throat> it play when you played that one, it was like the. Uh,
3: no, that's not what I'm thinking of, but it looks similar. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Gyrus. Oh, no, stay- Time Pilot
3: was what I was thinking of.
1: Okay, because Gyrus, the the thing about Gyrus was you 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 were flying almost down like a cylinder, and you you had uh you your your ship was only on the outside of the screen. Oh yeah, I see. I remember this one now. And that was made yeah. by the same people who did Time Pilot. Yeah,
3: but Time Pilot was like your 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 plane pretty much stayed in the center of the screen, but you moved the joystick and the whole thing moved around.
1: Oh uh, okay. Again, I'm gonna play. I would play this game all night. A video game where you were playing. It, there was this giant face that was trying to reassemble itself, and you had to collect crystals. Oh, uh, this,
0: this is familiar. And we are neglecting one very big, obvious game that we haven't mentioned yet. That I will, as soon as you're done. That was going to be made into a movie with Hubert,
1: uh, The Rock, I think, or Vin Diesel. Oh, well, Hubert's Q-Bert. a good one too. No, but I was Damn. thinking of Spy Hunter. Ooh, Spy Hunter was a great one. Um. And, and when, the, when the face finally came together, it went,
0: I live. Yeah. Ah, uh, crap. I can.
1: <laughs> Come on. on, Josh. You figured
0: out dynamite ducks. There's no challenge. I,
2: I should know this one. Uh, to begin with a G. Well, and the, the name Gradius of the
1: creature is the name of the game, yeah. Is the name of the game. Sinistar. Sinistar, yeah. That was really a great one.
2: Where I live.
1: Yeah, that one. I, I really dug the shooters. And, um, and then when they started getting more games into the vector graphics. Instead of, you know, it was just kind of like, it was like Battlezone where everything was kind of glowy outlined. There was, oh, shit. I didn't remember any of these games when I was writing the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the controls was just a knob and a trigger. You're all, it's all vector graphics, very poly- polygonal. Uh, you're going down a corridor, firing these sparks, and you're, you're, um, the character's like a stylized C, and he flips between the, each aisle in a little circle. Yeah,
2: I know the one you're talking about. This <sighs> this one I'm gonna fail you on
1: though.
3: Yeah, I, I don't I don't have any idea what you're talking about
2: because I know I've played this one. I think I played this one at uh,
1: Six Flags. Yeah, and I am looking it up. Speaking okay, speaking of vector graphics, Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah.
3: yeah that was d- a great game. Take especially,
1: you talk about you, that while I look this up.
3: <laughs> when, especially when you got to sit down to play it.
2: Oh yeah, that's the only way. You're doing basically the trench run from the original yeah. movie.
3: And that's what made it awesome was you sit, you felt like you were actually sitting in the X-Wing
1: Tempest. Oh yeah, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, that was the whole and that was a whole series of games like like the Star Wars 1 where everything looked kind of it was kind of transparent and yeah. but everything was like drawn out in glowy green squares. So, but it was so cool. Cuz well, they it can looked get like get more
0: graphics uh that they had in the movies like when they showed the movies where they were showing them you know here's your plot your course or whatever and they it was so you felt like you were in the movie
2: yeah like in the targeting computer yeah now there is a whole series of games where there were all the like side scrolls where you have to run around and
1: collect things there's like burger times the best example but there's also mappy oh the mouse yeah mappy land we're being chased by the where you're the mouse cop and you're chasing around the cats
2: well, you have to avoid the cats. You have to get back all the evidence they've stolen. Okay. And the whole basic mechanic for that one is there's a bunch of trampolines. Yeah. But each trampoline you can only bounce on a certain number of times, or they disappear and you
0: fall. You know how crazy this sounds out of context. Sure. <laughs> I'm-
2: uh, these games were insane because they didn't have, like, the established genres. They're just like, well, what can we do? Let's yeah. do anything. Let's have a duck who shoots dog heads. Cool. Print it. <laughs> yeah, let's have a <laughs> chef that knocks burgers off of a platform with his feet while a fried egg chases him around. And he fights, let's you, fights kid, let's him.
3: Let's teach kids how to, how to serve a bunch of alcoholics some beer. Yeah, tapper. tapper. <laughs>
2: tapper was so good.
3: Oh, I love that game. And
2: uh, after a little bit, it was controversial because it was licensed by Budweiser. You had an actual tap, and you were serving beer. After a while, uh, the original tappers were getting harder and harder to find, and you'd find a root beer tapper, mm-hmm. where he was
1: actually pouring root beer. Well, that's no fun.
3: <clears throat> you guys remember the game Karate Champ?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Of I love that game. Karataka? Oh, know, yeah. Both had...
0: Now we're going back to like episode two of the show.
1: No, Joel, was it you? Who was it that? Oh, was it? Were you with me and Will when we bought that stupid like a thousand games in one controller? No, but I would Maybe like. Maybe it was bet. with Dennis. He bought one of those like, uh, super super fun one thousands. We hooked it up to his TV, and it was like Kung Fu Champ, and it was one one uh level from Karateka, and it. Then it was Kung Fu Champ two, and it was the next level from Karataka. It was like they took all these classic video games and broke them down into each level and turned each level into a video game. It was it was awesome and horrible at the same time. But what?
3: you you guys remember that uh, the crack shot game? Where, where it had had the intercut uh, actual actors that would act scenes out, and you'd had like quick draw and try and shoot them down.
1: Oh yeah, oh, now I do. Yeah. 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 Well, let's let's take a step a little bit further here. Let's go into the college years. Hey Josh, you want to go to arcade? No. Hey Josh. <laughs> You want to go no, to an arcade? Dude, I got stuff to do. I haven't been to
2: class in weeks. <laughs> Josh? <laughs> Josh?
3: This marks uh, 18 years in a row. I haven't been to class.
1: Yeah. You want to go to an arcade? I'll get my coat. <laughs> <laughs> That's Josh. Three times. Now, was Enchanted Castle or the Hip our go to place?
3: I uh, love the Enchanted Castle.
1: We went to both. I mean, yep. Enchanted Castle was more of an event, the Hip was like. Straight so up, Just go
3: to the mall and hang yeah, out.
1: Straight yeah. up Harlem. Yeah, Enchanted Castle is more like get everybody in the car, make sure everybody's here because we're going to the Enchanted like Castle. If we had
3: dates, we would go to the Enchanted Castle.
1: Right, you want to class it up a little.
3: Exactly, yeah. you got to show the ladies a good time.
1: They had pizza.
0: Take
3: them laser tag fighting,
0: you know. they Chicks dig laser tag, right? Well, <laughs> some of the chicks we knew did.
1: But... Yeah. <laughs> so we go to the hip, we go to the Enchanted Castle, and we are playing Virtua Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joel gets Wolf, who was who, Josh. Who did you play in Virtual Fighter? I th- did I play the drunk guy? Yeah, you played
3: the guy that had the wicker nipple head. Wicker nipple head. Yeah, I that. thought
1: I played the old guy
2: that was drinking, or was that yeah. not Virtual Fighter? No, that was Virtual oh, Fighter. Right. You
3: had the drunken yeah. master. I think I
0: played the wicker nipple. Virtual
3: Fighter Two had the drunken master. Okay, the original one didn't have it. Well,
0: Wolf was in both of them, so I'm good. Yeah, both. and I
3: played the mechanic guy, the mechanical guy. Yeah, he was half robot, half. Because I always go for the like the biggest giant beefiest pat,
1: yeah. And then we do have play uh, like SN, uh, not SNK, um, Capcom versus Marvel. Oh oh, yeah, started coming out or Dungeons and Dragons: Shadow of Mistara. Pat, do you remember this?
3: It was that the one where we're all like, "And we're going down. Pay pay the (laughs) pay the machine." Yep, yeah. (laughs) It was
1: like, "Do
3: you want to fight the dragon?" We're like, "Yeah, "Yeah, let's fight the dragon." Are you sure you want to fight the dragon? We all look at each other like, right? We want to fight the dragon. Yeah, of course we want to (laughs) fight the dragon. Yeah. The third time, really? You want to fight the
1: dragon? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, look, you're going to drop 25 bucks before you even dent him. It's like (laughs) we probably each dropped about four or five dollars
2: to kill the dragon. Oh, easy. Yeah, Yeah, because basically Dungeons and Dragons Shadow of Mystara was a uh, beat-em-up side-scroller in the tradition of Double Dragon or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, but there was a little more to it. You could get inventory items. You could get magic rings, and you could get potions, and you yeah. get scrolls. and
1: visibility boots and that sort of thing.
3: And, yeah, and if you keep playing with this, off, the same guy that you built up, he actually gets stronger as you keep playing.
1: Yep, yep. And oh, that, my gosh.
0: Who, <clears throat> God, we...
1: can't, shut up. Dirt. Now, shut up. this game I put in there, I remember playing this at the hip. It was a gun game based off of, like, Miami Vice. One person, there was a a steering wheel with a pistol on it, like, held up by a stick. Yeah, I remember that game. And then there was another one where two guys were driving, basically driving through Los Angeles, just shooting it, at, like, doing a uh, chase scene. Uh, I believe you're talking about Lucky and Wild. That is exactly it. That is the game I was trying to remember, and that was a lot of fun. Did any of you ever, what are thinking of the gun games? What was your favorite gun game? We had stuff like House of the Dead.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that was a fan favorite for me and television. time
1: crisis. Time crisis. Mm.
2: Yeah, House of the Dead. Uh, every time a new one came out, myself and my buddy Mark, who you guys all know, yeah. uh, we'd go through, uh, start to start to finish and beat it. Nice.
1: Yeah, I liked I like virtual. Uh, no, what did you just say, Pat? What was that? Time crisis. Time yeah, crisis. time crisis. Because yeah. I like the ducking. I like the pedal. Being able to duck out of the way.
2: Oh, and then later they had Silent Scope,
3: the sniper game. Ooh. That is a fun game. That was good. It was um, always great to have a spotter, too, when you were playing that.
0: Yeah. On House of the Dead, is that the one where you, um, it's been a while since I played. Is that the one where you had the, where the gun, when it ran out, you would point it down to reload? Well, that's, yeah,
2: that's a pretty uh, common <clears throat> yeah, you reload. It's common across the board. Okay.
1: Yeah, you had to move the gun out of the way. In, in Time Crisis, you had to take your foot off the pedal. And when you did that, your character would like duck behind the car or wall, wherever he was, and you would reload that way.
0: What what was the game uh, where you were shooting? Maybe. But what was the name of the one you were just talking about? Time Crisis. I guess that's what I'm thinking of. It was like barrels and and ber- guys with like berets on or something. Yeah,
1: that's Time Crisis. Okay, yeah,
0: now, I remember that one. That was a good one.
1: Around this time, Dave and Buster's opened up, and they had yeah. game. They started having game cards over the tokens, which no longer were you able to put your quarter up on the board for the next time you played. Which wasn't if I think about that, we. There's no tokens anymore. That blows my mind. Right. So next-
2: while they existed at the same time, you could get a bucket of tokens or you could get the card that was preloaded.
1: Yeah. But the card was so much easier to carry around, but you couldn't mark your mark your place for the next one to play by putting your quarter on the on the board. But uh, we would go to Dave and Buster's, we play Battletech. Now, does that count as a stand-up video game to us?
2: Well, I mean, we played Battletech back at the original Battletech Center uh, down at uh, North Pier for years before the pods got moved to Dave and Buster's.
1: Okay. So, we'll count that out then. But multiplayer Hydro Thunder. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I am not good at racing games, but I love them.
1: Yeah, same here. That Hydro, the Hydro Thunder was so much fun because it was so chaotic. With, I mean, and the, it was chaotic, and there were enough sideways to go where you can be like, oh my God, I'm going to hit the cliff. Oh, look, I found a secret route. You know, it's. <laughs> yeah. So, and then there was also Game Works, which uh, was up where I, when I worked at the game store, Like, I worked at a game store called uh, Game Keeper, and we would get people that would call to try and schedule their birthday parties there all the time because we were right across the street from Game Works, which was a gigantic pizza arcade. Laser tag place. Now, yes. was this pre two thousand? Gameworks. Yeah, this is pre two thousand.
0: So, would you hmm. schedule and then then they'd come show up and they wouldn't actually be on the on the itinerary because they called the wrong place.
1: I can neither confirm nor deny this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yay! It's time for oh, crap.
1: Now, uh, some of the other things. Does anybody else remember the NFL Blitz game where you can bring in your cartridge and save it?
3: Yes, that was that was that was a source of a lot of fights. Really. <laughs> Why? Because uh you get a lot of you get a, a brand new element of people in an arcade when you put in a football based game that the football guys actually like. Uh oh. Yeah. And suddenly like the kids who went to the arcade to get away from the bullies suddenly <laughs> they're
0: like, Uh oh <laughs> What
1: are they doing here? <laughs> they're playing our games. So it's like when gold,
0: like when Golden T became a thing and all exactly. the guns. Exactly.
1: Well, it's almost the almost the, and well, then suddenly all the frat boys are in the arcade playing Golden deer, deer Hunter. And, yeah. And yeah. It's kind of like the Itty dawn, bow. the dawn of the uh, the Mad Nights. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Now Tech, the rise of Tech I put this one down. Games I always wanted to play: the Doom two-player game that was in the background at Gross Point Blank in the movie. Do you remember that? I Don't oh, remember. in the convenience yeah. store. In the convenience store, there is a stand-up two-player Doom game.
0: I have the movie upstairs. I'll have to watch it.
1: Yeah. It's during the scene that takes place in the the convenience, in the mini-mart, when they blow it up. I was going to say when he blows up the place. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no. um, So what do you think? you guys want to take a break?
2: Uh, I got one more question for you. Uh Uh-oh. From this classic era, what, if any, game were you particularly good at?
3: Ooh. I was pretty good at that Operation Wolf Wow, that's a. I
2: mean, for me, it's always been Miss Pac-Man. I've talked before about in our various uh, video game shows how uh, on the PC version of Pac-Man Championship Edition, I'm in like the top 10 percent of the world for my score. I still want to get you
3: you and other Mike together because uh, he has won competitions playing Miss Pac-Man. He can. He's one of those guys that can play for like three hours on one quarter. Wow. He's
2: better than I am. Then I mean, I I'm specifically I was good at Miss Pac-Man back in the day, but like Pac-Man Championship Edition is probably one of the games I'm best at. Period.
1: Hmm. All oh, right, they're
2: very
0: different. I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Bad Dudes. <laughs> hmm. hmm.
3: I never really had the patience to finish a game, though any kind of but game. I, your
0: face was so contorted by the end. I mean, <laughs> you were you were in a lot of pain. <laughs>
3: I, yeah, I would I would have had to massage my face by the end, of, you know. I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Only people who played yeah. video games with Pat will understand. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I yeah, I tend to contort my face quite a bit when I'm playing games. It's,
0: it's hysterical because it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I get into it. No, it's not like you're making a war face. It's like you're making a <laughs> dirt face. You're like, art art. All yeah, you do make I some pretty get awesome into faces.
3: trying to win the game. I'm not trying to like you know intimidate anybody. It is he like
0: winning or is he pooping? <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: it looks like Why your can't your it like...
0: be both? <laughs> it's a weird kind of poop stroke. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, what was the game you were going to pick? That?
3: No, I, I said Operation Wolf was probably it. Hmm. And Mike or Galaga, one of those two.
1: I'm going to go with Zevius. Hmm. What? Zevius. What? Xevious, it's a, it's a, it's one of those spaceship games where you, but the thing is you're, it's a, you're flying from bottom to top and your, uh, ship will fire lasers and it also drops bombs. So you're shooting at the stuff (laughs) and you're shooting at the stuff at the same time that you're like, there's turrets on the ground that you're dropping bombs on. I think,
2: uh, one of you guys was with me the second time I ever beat an arcade machine uh, the first time, I was playing on somebody else's quarter, and he was almost to the last boss. I was like a kid, and I wandered up and took the second character on Double Dragon.
1: Okay. But the,
2: the, fir- the first one I did on my own legit, I think I played with one of you guys, and it was Golden Axe at Haunted Trails.
1: Oh, yeah. Golden Axe um, a good
2: one. Played it all the way to the end, where the characters bust out of their screen, and you see them running around in an arcade. <laughs> and then the credits
1: roll. Nice.
3: I don't think I was there. I don't remember that. I don't remember either.
1: I thought it was Mike. Maybe it was Will. Might have been Will. Will was always... He was always more at Haunted Trails than anything because he lived near there. Good point. All Ooh, right. Joust. Ooh, fuck Joust. Oh, joust. I love that game. <laughs> I can never... <laughs> joust was one of those
2: games that I, I found it very difficult to be good at. That and Arkanoid. Oh, Arkanoid. <laughs> Like, I was good uh, on the NES version, but in the arcade, I just could not master the dial.
3: Oh, you know what? I mean, my, if I really got to be, yeah, the thing I was best at in the arcades was not actually an arcade game. It was air hockey. That was what I did the best in an arcade. That's because
1: nobody would play with you. I I win again.
3: Smashed all their hopes and dreams.
1: I don't know. I I
2: gave you a run for it a few times because I'm not bad myself.
3: Yeah. we We did have some serious air hockey battles.
2: Does that count? Uh it's in an arcade. It's worth talking about because we're not just talking about video games. We're talking about the arcade experience. Yeah, that's
1: true. Yeah. Basketball games are that counts then. Yep. The place by me has a uh, one of those hockey games that's in the dome.
3: Oh, those are so fun. My dad and I used to play those all the time. It was one of his favorite arcade games.
1: Yeah. So uh yeah, we will talk. About- Some of us actually got out to a arcades nowadays and uh, we will talk about that when we get back from the break. Hello, everybody. We're back and we're going to talk about arcades now. A little bit harder to find arcades nowadays. They used to be all over the place.
2: Well, yeah, I think (coughs) arcades changed after a while. You'd see, you'd walk into an arcade game and there'd be like six different gun games, four different sit down driving games, then a couple of sports games, and a bunch of fighters. And you'd be like, what's going on? Where's the game where I run around as a mouse cop or.
1: Yeah, it seems like oh, the they started fall. I don't want to say they fall. They, the genres took over. It's like the throw it to the wall and see if it sticks era was gone.
2: Right. It's kind of like what happened in films and even in home video games. It's like let's go with a proven formula that we know works and crank it out and make a bunch of money. Hey, yeah. Call of Duty worked. Let's make
1: sixteen other games just like it. Yeah, I mean that's sadly that's that's the way you know, even well now they hardly have them anymore but stand up arcades went, went but then there's well i could
3: Japan. be walking to a Dave and Busters it's just nothing but driving games and shooting games and that's it
2: yeah really although lately they've been doing stand up versions of the phone games
1: yeah that's there in the arcade that i went to with uh, sophie yesterday there was a stand up version of fruit ninja are you serious uh huh
0: and it's probably it probably costs more to play that than it does to just buy the app
1: yep A dollar to play Fruit Ninja on a uh, 47-inch screen. Yep, Temple Run. I remember seeing a stand-up Temple Run. I think there's also an Angry Birds one, too.
2: I'm sure there is. Yeah,
3: there's got to be.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. So the Barcade
2: kind of took over that space in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, the Barcade took over that, and it, it... now it's, well, Dave, I guess it's Dave and Buster's is still around. The one up in Addison is still there. Yeah, it's still there. The one downtown shut down and GameWorks is still there last time I drove by. hmm So now, but GameWorks is owned by Sega. So they mm-hmm. have a, you know, they're going to have a lot of games. Another thing that is actually seeing a resurgence has been pinball machines.
2: Well, yeah, that's your other... The nostalgia arcade, where it they say, forget it. We're going to have a couple of the modern games, but we're going to focus on the classics, like the
1: ones we talked about in the first half of the show. Yeah, uh, ticket games. That's the other. That's the other third of the uh, Dave and Buster's.
3: What are you, What are your guys' opinions on pinball games? By the way,
1: I love them.
2: Yeah, I've always. That's definitely something that's always been a thing for me
1: i love pinball i i miss the days when you can walk into an arcade and there would be a line of eight different pinball machines like adam's family or jurassic park or uh uh god how many there was an ozzy osbourne one the playboy one
2: uh simpsons was particularly good yeah um, nice. i think back I to the future was machines. good
3: what? i hate pinball machines more more correctly more correctly they hate me <laughs> Well, that's Every dazed. time I try to play a pinball game, it just—I mean—I I get like two hits and then I'm just done. I'm like, uh. Did I tell I you guys? Never get my money's worth out of a pinball game, so I don't play them.
2: Did I ever tell you guys that I grew up with a pinball machine in the house? Which one? It was a really, really old one. Uh, it was wow, a was- race. <laughs> it was like a race car uh, pinball. You had to reset the score manually with a knob that was on the side. Uh, But it was electric, so, like, you'd have metal balls that would make contacts with the bumpers, and it would uh, take the mechanical score, and it would chink it up. And you could get one stuck on one of the bumpers, and it would, uh, like, run your score
1: up. That's nuts.
2: Yeah, we had one in the basement. Uh, It had, like, cigarette burns on it when we got it, like, from where someone set a lit cigarette on it. It was a vaguely racing themed, if I recall, like pole position or something.
0: Huh. Hmm. Now, pinball machines, I like for the stylistic reasons. Like, I like the design. I like to, to look at the way that they lay it out so that it makes it, it's functional, but it still plays up to whatever the theme is. But I'd never played them a lot. I, I liked them. I mean, I like playing them. I'm not like Pat, where I just am un American, but <laughs> I, uh, you know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed playing pinball. Um, when I could, there just, just wasn't a lot of them around in, in, in Kansas City, at least when I was growing up anyway. And, and then when they were, they weren't really like the cool ones, like, like you sent the picture of, which we'll talk about in just a little bit.
1: Well, you know that we're friends with a, uh, second generation of the pinball, like King. Like Midway type? Gottlieb. Really? Yeah. yeah you know my, uh, my buddy Charlie that I worked with at the sandwich shop with? No. No. I guess, well, yeah, Charlie. Okay. <laughs> uh, i thought you guys knew him. i thought josh at the very very least knew him um yep. i was talking you know we, he started started working with him at uh, the sandwich shop when i was over at potbelly i'm like yeah Gottlieb, that's pretty cool it's the same guys same name as the people who make the pinball machines and he's like that's 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 my grandfather i'm like no shit uh. he's like yeah it's like my other grandfather is Gottlieb hospital i'm like wow you know why are you working in a sandwich shop but well, he had initiative and was working for things but uh Charlie's a great guy. Um, Blake. I don't think Paris
3: Hilton ever worked in a sandwich shop.
1: No, no. Uh, but no, his uh, his family is the Gottliebs that's making the pinball machines, and there has been a huge resurgence of them uh, recently. Actually, there's I've been following a couple different pinball machine uh, companies on Facebook where they're making like Metallica machines, and they're releasing them left and right. Um, I bet there's a Kiss machine. There was,
0: yeah, but they don't use metal balls in it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was good. You walked into that one. I did.
1: Um, Kiss pinball. Hey, speaking of Kiss pinball, came out uh, for the PlayStation. There was a Kiss stand-up machine, a regular pinball machine, but there's something unusual about the Kiss pinball game on the PlayStation. Is that it included absolutely no music from Kiss? (laughs) They didn't pay for it, probably. Yeah, I no, think that's extra, you know, because Kiss. Yeah, so, uh, no, the, the, re, the review for that was Kiss Pinball serves no useful purpose whatsoever. Kiss fans will be disappointed by the distinct lack of Kiss, and pinball fans will be disappointed by the distinct lack of Pinball. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I love Pinball Machines. I mean, that's just, I, in fact, well, I went back to Funway, uh, yesterday night, uh, with Sophie and brought her out there. Funway has now morphed into, you guys got to come out. Bumper cars, laser tag, arcade, bowling, mini golf, bumper boats, batting cages, and go-karts. Hmm. All in this one. This is that
3: place that's like right down the street from you.
1: Right behind us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'd never go. I don't know because we would have never left. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Still be there.
1: Yeah. But uh, we went out there and I, we played, I, you know, I played um, Centipede with Sophie and she kicked my butt. She's really good at Centipede.
0: That's a
3: fun game.
1: It is. I mean, she, and the thing is, like, even when the, when the, um, the fleas were dropping and refilling all the mushrooms and all that, you know, she, she held her own. She did really good. Beat me by a good couple thousand points. I, however, beat her on a different game. It was this. Was it a boxing game? No. (laughs) It was, it was like.
2: When uh, it started, it wasn't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was like this Korean version of Dance Dance Revolution.
3: Oh, 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 wow.
1: Yeah. But, uh,
3: was your pride that hurt that you couldn't let her win a dancing game?
1: I want to say no, but I pretty much was yes.
0: <laughs> are you
1: that, just that good of a dancer?
0: <laughs> I just can't be contained.
1: Yep. I cannot, I cannot be held back even by Korean pop. Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, he's never been good at American dancing, but Korean dancing. Oh,
1: I'm all about, it. it's all about it. It's because the steps are so close together. Um <laughs> So, Whoa. anyway, coolest thing at this arcade is Mario Kart uh, sit-down racers. Huh. Yeah. I want to play. Yeah, it's awesome. And and the thing is, when you're playing, you, it takes your picture and puts your picture on the face. So, when you're driving around, everybody has their faces.
0: Now I don't want to play.
1: <laughs> I've played it. It's fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. And it, it holds true to the feeling. I mean, and the other, the other cool thing about it is when it holds to the home version, it really feels like, you know, the controls are done well and two you can play you can play other characters like pac-man or uh clyde or one of the blinky one of the one of the ghosts from pac-man so it's because it's got all the um namco uh characters in there
0: so they call that the ed gein like mode where they take your face and they put it on the character
1: uh strangely no they don't don't ever say that again (laughs) so then okay so josh you got out to another arcade
2: well, yeah, I uh, went out to Brookfield and visited my favorite arcade, which is the largest uh, video arcade in the United States. It's uh, the Galloping Ghost in Brookfield.
1: Yes, I have been there also.
2: Oh, man. And all of their games are free to play. Uh, you pay 15 bucks at the door, and basically you stay until you have to leave or just can't play any more games.
1: Well, <laughs> you, have you can come back.
2: Yeah, like I I had to leave. I had to do stuff uh like with my life. But uh, <laughs> yes. I, I only managed to make it out there for two hours this week. But uh, man, I got in a lot of games. Of course, I started with Elevator Action and Miss Pac Man. Nice.
3: What is Elevator Action? You guys keep mentioning
2: it's that. I don't game.
0: know this. No.
2: Basically, you start at the top of a tall skyscraper and you see off screen a grappling hook goes, uh, from off screen and, uh, this spy guy rappels on and there's an elevator and you can get in the elevator and take it down and these spies in dark, like fedoras and trench coats will pop out of doors and you can shoot them or you could shoot the lights out, uh, and the light can land on their head. Or if you're really oh, you good, you could trick them under the elevator and squash them.
3: I, I think I've played this game a couple times, but I've never played it yeah, a lot. I, yeah. okay, yeah. I the
2: only like way that. to beat the stage is to go into all of the red doors and take the secret files and then make it to the bottom of the building where mm-hmm. you've got a sports car. It actually took my second life uh, to clear the first stage. And I discovered a game I'd never played before, Elevator Action 2. Mm-hmm. More uh, action here they had a tapper with uh, original budweiser taps uh played a little bit of uh Freddy Krueger pinball
1: nightmare on elm street yeah there's i mean you would you go in there and you just immerse yourself cuz they have everything all the way going back to like wizard of war oh even further back i played a game of circus something uh, with a clown bouncing on the ball uh, there's like two guys uh <laughs> uh with like a seesaw yeah Yeah, I I remember playing that when I was there with Will. I mean, it's, it's pretty old. We're, we're talking like 1977? It's, it's definitely in that era of throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. Yeah. So. Uh, the
2: weirdest thing I played though was this Japanese arm wrestling game. Where there's this mechanical arm, and there's a pad that you have to have your elbow down on. You have to arm wrestle against.
3: I remember that one, Yep.
2: And, like, uh, once you've beaten all of the stages, and I set it to hard, and I managed to beat all the stages, the final thing is this undefeatable robot that you just push as hard as you can for high score. And I didn't set the high score. There was obviously someone who was stronger than me, but I did get second place for the day when I was playing there.
0: Neat. Sarah was got first.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, she didn't go with me. I, I I went while she was at work. Sure. Yeah.
3: Well, well I didn't get a chance to go to uh, the arcade I wanted to go to this week, but I did get a chance to take my little seven-year-old niece to this uh, main event, which is like a bowling alley, uh, laser tag, and it's got like all kinds of kids' games and stuff. The game selection is not real good. It's mainly just driving games and shooting games. That's all it's got. But took her, and it's it's fun to go to an arcade with a you know seven-year-old and everything and. Let the, Just basically give them a card that's full and say, go play whatever you want. Yeah, She was very fond of the uh, games where you try to win
1: an iPad.
3: <laughs> she did not win an iPad.
1: <laughs> they had one of those at Funway that the you played it on a screen that was transparent. It, it's really hard to describe it's, imagine the Imagine a video game screen. It's transparent, and you're playing to get the prizes that are behind the transparent screen while there's video on the screen itself. And then the other one that they had there that I saw was actually looked like a lot of fun. I got a I got a picture of a dude playing it. There was a Kung Fu Panda game. <laughs> and it's not what you think. You know those, I don't know what they're called. Josh, help me out on here. Those drums when the when the, the Japanese drummers play and they have like one drum up in the air and one in the middle, one on the bottom. They hit the drums, whatever. I don't know if there's a name for it or whatever. But there's six drums, one up by your shoulders, one on your sides, one down below that. And you have to basically playing a game of Simon with Kung Fu Panda. And punch I have drums.
2: no idea what you are
1: talking about, but <laughs> go, Mike. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm that rough. helps. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I, I can picture it. Yeah, no. Um, but it's it looked like a lot of fun. Um,
3: until you have a heart attack.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh,
3: there was a boxing game that I played with somebody. And I don't remember who it was. It might have been Will's <laughs> Embolium, Um, where you put your hands in the little, um, in the little. I don't know how to. They, they look like little. Uh, cheap boxing glove kind of things. you just, And you actually have to like try to punch and it registers how you're moving and everything. That's how you oh, knock yeah. out the other guy.
2: So, yeah, I recall you and I playing that. And, was uh, that us? Yeah, because we're like, oh my god, we are so out of shape because we're winded from playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that sounds about right.
1: Yeah, um, the other uh, game, I brought it up when we did the uh, Bat Month last year. I took a picture of it when we had gone there. There was a Batman driving game where you can play any of the uh characters.
0: Oh yeah, you, I remember you talking about you that.
1: You can you can yeah. choo- you choose which car you want to drive, which will be it anywhere. Still sounds awesome. Yeah, oh it is. It's uh you can choose any car ranging from uh the TV show vehicle all the way up to the tumbler from the movies. And um then you choose your villains, but the uh, it's pretty funny cuz Sophie played it and she played against uh Bane and Bane sounds just like the heavy from uh Team Fortress. So, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, that was a lot of fun too. But again, I mean, it seems like they're the games themselves have given way to prizes and tickets. Really? Yeah. It seemed like most of the most of the stuff out at, at Funway was prize games, and it ranged everything from these this weird the lever is pushing quarters off the cliff type of thing. Oh yeah. To just like these just ticket generators.
0: See, and that's that's probably the the, the most recent of. Um In the past few years since moved back to Rockford, uh, the kids, you know, the school they go to, they have fundraisers. And one of the fundraisers they do is they have showbiz pizza or I guess Chuck E. Cheese out here. But Chuck E. E. Cheese will, you know, have us come in and for all the money that they make during a certain time period, they donate it to the school. And so, you know, they'll have these fundraiser nights. So I've gone two out of the four years now and I, I, number one. Chuck E. Cheese is terrible, but
3: yeah, do not eat the pizza.
0: <laughs> I, I I had their some wings and they were terrible. But anyway, um, you're it's not I mean, chicken. It, Just FYI, no, it was pizza. We you were talking about Pat? No, the wings are not chicken, right? And the pizza is not chicken either. So anyway, um, <laughs> you're right. It, it was a lot of ticket games, or like you said, the little things pushing the the tokens off, or they have the ticket blaster booth that you go in, um, and the games they did have yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was not impressed by any of it. it. It was not at all like I remember when we used to, as a kid, go to um, Showbiz Pizza Place and, you know, they had Dragon's Lair and Centipede and all the games we talked about in the first half of the show and and there was maybe Skee-Ball and maybe like the basketball game, but that was about it for the ticket stuff. It's kind of sad.
1: Oh, and fake pizza. And fake pizza. <laughs> and cardboard with tomato sauce on it. That it was so gross. <laughs> um... When I went out to Galloping Ghost, I think one of the coolest things I did find out there is they have a, a set of, uh, different Japanese, uh, what they're called bullet hell games, mm-hmm. uh, which is where the, the ships that you're fighting are shooting out bullets in these amazingly different patterns. And it's, it's a very much a, a twitch reflex game that I, I enjoy the heck out of them, but they had my favorite one out there, which is one called Ikaruga.
2: Oh, that one is Don't very difficult.
1: Yeah, I love that game. I have it. I have it for, uh, for one of my systems at home here. I think I got it for the GameCube. But the, the cool thing about it is that your, your ship can change color from black to white. And the, uh, enemies will fire black and white bullets. You can change the ship to not be affected by the color of the bullets. So along with avoiding bullets and doing all these patterns and trying to get around to shoot the enemies, you can change your ship's color to be able to become invulnerable to the bullets that are coming through it.
0: What the fucking hell? I just looked this up. This looks like Pat's worst nightmare.
1: Oh, my God. Pat would drop dead.
0: <laughs> I mean, between this and Descent, I think we would lose Pat.
1: Yeah, Pat But just, I will not be playing that. Yeah, just watch a video of somebody playing Ikaruga on hard mode, and it's— it's What the- yeah, it, but it's so much fun. And it's, it's, I've learned, I recently have really become, uh, liking shmups, uh, shoot em ups, uh, or bullet hell fighters and that sort of thing. And it's, it's just, uh, it's almost like, it's almost relaxing to the point where you have to get like zen like to be able to, f- to play these games. So, but it's on Steam. Hey, Pat.
0: Nope. I'm going to say no to that. Oh man, I like the name. I think it's cool as hell name, but. I would watch a movie called Bullet the,
3: Hell. the police trainer shooting game? That's a pretty good game.
0: Oh yeah. oh, yeah.
1: I
3: remember that one.
0: I remember
1: being pretty good at that one, too.
2: I was really sad when I, I got to a police trainer and the gun was inaccurate.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Th- those are the worst yeah. when the lens is out of alignment. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: he just meant that it was like a giant gun that was oddly shaped and didn't look like <laughs> it was done. What? This gun is inaccurate. I do not want to blunder, boss. It was
3: a gun where the barrel pointed back
0: at him. <laughs> <laughs> and he still won they call that the
1: kevorkian machine anyway yeah so any other games that you guys have played recently
3: um well the driving games have gotten really good i mean like
1: no but that's just, just driving yeah that's <laughs> just driving
3: well it's a game man if you just treat it like one no it, um it's just there. there's so there's a one that they have that uh it was a like a formula 1 game and like had six cars all can you know all together oh yeah like how we used to play at Dave and & busters and stuff you know they had one of those at, at at this place the main event is what it was called
1: yeah i've played those before and that the thing is like that game itself is actually there's that one and there's also a uh, nascar one But if you if you
3: if you you fill up all six of those spots, it's pretty fun. Like to actually be racing against other people, and they got the camera showing your face, and you can see their faces and everything, and it's it's pretty fun.
1: It is fun. I mean, they lean more towards like I mean, you can actually dial up the uh, difficulty on that, so it's more like a simulator than it is a video game. In fact, out at uh, Woodfield Mall when I worked out there, they had a a place that was just those. Oh, nice. They had like three bays of them with six, each, six apiece. And you can go in there and you can have nasty ass pizza and mm-hmm. get a group of people. And all of them, you, all of you guys would race in F1, these F1 cars. But again, they would be like, they can change the difficulty on it where it was like either arcade like or just simulation. Where if you try to do this quick turn the wheel, you're, you're upside down. <laughs> you know,
3: someone would run up and just flip the whole game over. <laughs> yeah.
0: <pretty> you're a <laughs> What is it with putting your face on? A game now what is like,
1: that?
3: Well nowadays everybody like loves to look at thing? their own like face. That, yeah. With selfies going on and everything. Everybody loves to look at themselves.
1: That's, I mean I mean we don't blame you, Joel, but Oh. Uh,
3: kinda a little. Wait, what? I don't know. I'm going with it.
2: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> it's your fault somehow, whatever it is.
2: Um I'm as sorry, an adult, Daddy. I definitely got into uh more skateball. And it was less about the tickets and more about, like, trying to play against someone who's next to me. Usually uh, Sarah and I will play skee-ball, and she usually kicks the crap out of me. (laughs) Without playing skee-ball. Do
3: do you prefer the skee-ball with or without the 1,000-point ones in the corners?
2: Oh, I play either. I mean, those, I think, are usually a trap.
3: Right. They kind of are.
2: But I I try and go for consistency for where if I don't get the 500 in the middle – uh, I'll at least get the next ring.
3: Yeah, those corner bunches for the gamblers. It's like you, you know, You're you either going 1,000 or you're getting 100.
1: Yep. I just have a vision of Sarah getting the balls and start chucking them at Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Do the dishes. <laughs> that <laughs> would like, really we're hurt, We're in an arcade. <laughs> that would really hurt. Getting hit in the head with a uh, ski ball ball?
3: Yeah, one of the
0: wooden ski balls Oh, my uh, God. going to shake you down. Oh, sucked. I mean, it would suck. <laughs>
2: Until we talked about this, uh, I hadn't thought about it in years, but I actually figured out which uh, pinball machine I grew up with. Which one? Oh, it was a Williams Grand Prix uh, electric machine. Ooh.
3: <laughs>
2: that sounds good. Williams
3: cool. Grand Prix.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> and now that I see it, it's very simple, but uh, you can uh, see it. Had, I had forgotten that it had a couple of ball traps. <laughs> uh, see, like right in the middle, <laughs> to the left, and to the right. Spinners that were shaped like checkered flags. This almost then, looks
3: like one of those Japanese, um what are they, the stand-up ones that they play. What are they I called? mean, this was, mostly, yeah, it was I, most popular I, right. in the Just 70s. Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and our copy, our table was pretty messed up. I mean, we got it, I think without any legs, so it was up on a couple of milk crates.
1: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Don't laugh at the pinball
3: machine.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, it was set to free play, and it was just in the basement, and we just play it.
1: Nice. Hmm.
3: Did you have the white casing with the red cars?
2: Um, Looking at the various cabinet designs, yes.
3: Hmm.
2: Yeah, the back glass was intact. All of the interiors were intact, but the sides were messed up. Uh, and uh, the score reset for us was plastic on the side to manually reset the the scores to zero, and we had a version most of these show four player and we had I believe just two
1: hmm. so talking about home games, one of the things that people have been doing recently, and you can actually go to uh there 's a place up by I me mean, that sells one of these games um they can pack in because of a thing called MAME, which is a multi arcade. What does it stand for? Multi arcade something emulator machine, emulator. machine yeah. emulator. And you can basically, if you have the tenacity and the know how, build yourself an arcade machine. And, load and there are
2: companies that sell custom cabinets.
1: Yeah. That and load it up with as many games as you want. So if you want to spend the rest of your life playing nothing but Ladybug, knock yourself out. You can, you can get down, download the ROM. You don't Ladybug's an awesome game, man. Got a zip Wait, up little zip. The- I can do that? That's another thing. Yeah, Ladybug, where you're trying to avoid the other bugs so you can zip up the zippers. (laughs) That's the game. (laughs) Alrighty. I'll
2: trust you on that. Like Tricking out your cabinet and setting up the joystick rigs so you've got the authentic feeling uh, buttons that have a rig that uh, goes into a little box that translates it to keyboard commands so you can use the computer emulator. You've usually got a cheapo PC in there and then a nice CRT screen. And uh, everything else is about like getting some of the original graphics slicks for the sides, making sure that uh, the cabinet is either configured like Street Fighter style or uh, classic arcade style mm-hmm. with the dials. I've even seen people that have set up four player cabinets that are modeled after the X Men.
1: Yeah, the old X Men and Simpsons Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle setup. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Usually six button setups uh, with a uh, start button up at the top and then a couple of sticks.
1: Yeah, and that is something that's on my list of things I really want to build. I want to. I want an arcade machine because I. I mean, you can some of the other ones that you can get, like they have the class of eighty four machine. Have you seen this one? Mm-mm. It's class of eighty four and it's Mrs. Pac Man and Galaxian together in one machine. So and yeah. that's and that would be cool. But I mean, just I mean, the, like there's a there's a store out by me that sells, like, secondhand electronics and all that. And they have a machine there that literally has... If it's got one, it's got 200. And there's just, you know, you, you just scroll through them on this wheel and choose the game you want to play. And they have it running, so you can actually just walk up there and start playing it. And it's only, like, only, like, 500 bucks.
2: Yeah, well, and that, I would say that's on the low end for these things. I mean, this is a hobby where you're talking, you can easily drop two 3,000.
1: Oh, yeah. But, um... And well, there on the are plus people,
2: side,
3: you get to play arcade games.
2: Sure, oh. yeah. And there are people that are into the carpentry aspect, where they're building it themselves and uh, ordering the custom pieces like they were in the 80s. Mm-hmm.
1: I would like to build a Battletech pod, see if there's a way you can do that. I'm sure you could. Oh, I'm sure. Except that I'd want to do it back when you can still use all the all the levers in there. All right, so we about milk this one? Yeah, I
2: think so. Oh, one of the other things I thought that was cool that I played at Galloping Ghost was a uh, paperboy stand-up that had the bike bicycle controls. <laughs> Did you have to pedal? You didn't have to pedal. You, you'd push the handlebars forward to move, uh, uh-huh. left and right, like forward to pedal, back to stop, left and right to steer, and there were buttons uh, on either side to throw papers.
1: Always felt kind of bad for the paper boy. What the hell kind of neighborhood does he live in?
2: Everybody's bad attacking one. him. There's, well,
1: there's rich people all over the place. Like, limos would constantly back out of driveways and hit him. Yeah, but then there's like death running around there too. Wasn't there? Well,
3: that's because he's not one of the one percenters. You know, whenever you enter, whenever you enter the realm of the one percenters, you're risking death at any given time.
2: Are you saying death gentrifies neighborhoods? Kinda. Isn't that the way
1: it's supposed to work?
3: I mean, you know, that's why you pay him.
1: Well, you know, if anybody had a good point to end a show, that's it right there.
3: Um, (laughs) I I don't know what happened, but the show is definitely
2: over.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Obama.
2: So uh, what do we got on tap for next week, guys?
1: Fuck if I know now. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, October. October. Yes. Yes. We scary movie. We are starting up with what are we calling it this year? Is it Frighttober? Is it uh, Frightening? What? I don't know that we have a name for it yet, but, but we have a theme. Yes, our theme is scary movies, and we let Joel choose... Octofir. Octofir, yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Joel chose Wes Craven's A Nightmare on Elm Street to kick off October 4th. So we're going to be watching the 1984 uh, Johnny Depp classic, <laughs> <laughs> and then watching the 2010 version and comparing that next week. And then after that...
2: Yeah, I mean, if you haven't been with us for a year, every October we do a whole month of horror movies. Uh, and uh, this year will be no exception, though we've talked about maybe doing something special at the end of the month. So stick around and we'll talk about that if we
1: make a decision. Yeah. So there you go. That is uh, for next week. And also if you don't forget... We're going who,
3: to come to every listener's house and frighten them.
1: Yes. we're going Unless to you, you give us treat. treats. Yes. We're coming <laughs> dressed as the Spice Girls. <laughs> And yes, we realize there's more of them than there are of us, but we've taken care of that. Why
2: are you all scary, Spice? <laughs> I'll tell you what I
1: want, what I really, really want.
2: What I want is for you to check out our archives on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, and other fine podcasting directories.
1: And I also want you to call us. Let us know what movies you think we should do for whatever Tober we're talking about. That's 708-NOW-RAP-708-669-9727. Thank you for listening, and... Don't forget to put your quarter on the ra- on the rail.
2: Now insert fifty cents to continue.
1: Five, four, three, two. Game over. <laughs>
3: Patrick needs food badly. You are now leaving the world of musings of a geek podcast network.
1: Geeky, my friends. All right, be back what a was bit. Was that sound? It was a mouse farting? What? Yeah, that sound. What is that? What sound? What are you talking about? I just,
2: I just switched to a, a stronger battery. You're probably hearing the <sighs>
1: vape juice getting atomized.
3: Yep, that's exactly what it is. <laughs>
1: Man, I really wish you would have played along with that. <laughs>